Hey everyone, Carrie here. On behalf of all of the Tot Gals, thank you for listening and thank you for your support. To win some swag, learn more about the show, and interact with us, follow Broken Drift Productions and subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. Enjoy the episode. And welcome back to Totally Off Topic, a very special compound episode of the Bachelorette Recap. Uh, me and my girls here, we're doing just that. We're recapping the Bachelorette this season because we do what we want. I'm Mary Upchurch. I'm going to be your host for this episode. I am joined by the hilarious, lovely, and funny Carrie Gallagher. Hey, everybody. And I'm also joined with the very funny and ridiculous and wonderful Katie Gay. Hi. <laughs> I do want to call all of us ridiculous all the time because there's it's just fun, you know. Ridiculous. It's a compliment. It's an it, honor. You're silly. Um, who's missing? Hillary Hudson. She's not here. Uh, but uh, you know, she's watching. She's gonna comment on social media, and we miss her. There's so much work to do, though. We need you, Hillary. There was like three episodes this week. We are managing. All right. It's hard. Our shoulders. What's that? It's hard. We have a lot of weight on our shoulders. <laughs> so many notes. <laughs> We're glad you're here, though. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get after it, because what a juicy episode. I was so pleased to, to recap this episode. Uh, the hometown dates, or the sweaty Laquita hometown, <laughs> I like to call it. There's a lot of sweat in this episode, ladies. It's that kind of sweat that people have when they just go outside and they're not used to the desert. There's just sweat. Tasha doesn't sweat or they powder her every 30 seconds. Good observation. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, I wish they just had a towel for Zach uh, the whole time. Um, but hey, it is the desert. We'll get over it. But I think We'll wait till that point. All right, so we had four hometown dates with the remaining guys. We had Brendan, Ivan, Zach, and Ben, and then we had the elimination. So that's kind of how we're going to talk about them. But I want to ask you, ladies. Let me start with you, Katie. Katie, what in what date did you love the family the most? Ooh, um, uh, Ivan. I think I just thought. Okay, I just thought his dad was really precious. Um, his mom. Not, I could take her or leave her, but I think his dad just like really got me and he was so, he said so little and yet was so precious. So, and then I just thought like, yeah, he, he's so genuine and his dad is so genuine. So that's, I felt like that was the most genuine for me. His dad just had this warmth and this wisdom and you felt it, right? Yeah. And when he asked Tasha, and he was like, you've been married and you kind of got nervous and he goes, so have I. And you're like, please tell us more. Um, what do you think of his mom, KG? Um, I thought she was kind of like a classic, maybe hovering kind of parent, like a hoverer, a helicopter mom. Like you could tell that she was probably like really um, in his back pocket wherever he went. Uh, and so I thought she was 
she was sweet. And you know what? I agree with her sentiment that she doesn't really believe all this and that it's really fast. I think, I think that's the point of being a parent in that position is being really honest with your kid, being supportive. She's there. She showed up, but at least she's being honest. But yeah, I don't think she's anything to like write home about. <laughs> she loves her baby boy. I wrote yes. just head a bit. She was yes. like, and I can see why, because he's so perfect. He's a scientist. And then they have the other son who made some wrong choices in life. Yeah, their connection was special. Like, it's cool that he was like, oh my God, my brother. Like, that was cool. But definitely they're opposite people. Yeah, yeah. it was almost like a TV show type of opposite. Like, you know, two brothers and two paths. But um, definitely I love the video of his niece um, making the lumpia. And you guys, I miss lumpia so much. Unless your mom has a Filipino friend, it's hard to get good, authentic lumpia. And I had that once and I'm still always seeking it out. So I was very like, oh, I miss lumpia so much. I've never, I've never had legit lumpia. Yeah, they're good. You got to seek it out. It's a Filipino egg rolls basically, but um sorry, I'm still dreaming about the lumpia. I, you know, I feel like this theme kind of, this is where it kind of started to bubble up of they, and they hit upon it on most of the guys is like, these guys might not be ready to propose. Do you think they're floating that theme out there to get us nervous for drama? Or do you think they're just not ready to propose? I think they're not ready to propose. And I think that that is a very natural emotion to have in this position I said it last week that I, I have to remind myself that this is very real for them. I think it's ridiculous watching it from an outsider standpoint, but this reminds me that these guys are, are normal, rational humans that probably are struggling with the fact like, holy shit, I'm going to propose to a woman that I've only spent in total five hours one-on-one -on -one with. So that is a very normal reaction to have to a potential proposal, nerves, anxiety, questioning whether or not it's a good idea. I think it's very real. I don't think the producers are pushing those buttons. I think it's the guys just being honest with the audience and, and themselves and their families. So that was Ivan, great family. We loved his, we loved his brother. We got to see his niece, perfect. Um, I also thought that one, one overarching theme I kept seeing in each family um, and with, with each guy, it's like, I really felt like these were like authentic modern families. Like nobody was perfect, even down to the guy, you know, like everybody had a little bit and they were very vulnerable and open. And I thought that was really nice. Just like who they could get there also was indicative of like, okay, so we had my sister and my family friend or my brother and his wife and kid, like, it was just, yeah, it was refreshing to not just be like, this is my mom, dad, and sister. Right. They've been married for 45 years. Right. So I did quickly get over the fact that we couldn't go to the hometowns and they were making these cheesy dates, but I kind of was like, I started to buy into it. Which, which cheesy date did you go? Oh, that, that's kind of cute. They did a really good job with that, like recreating that hometown at La Quinta. Carrie. I think Zach did. Zach like blew me away. And he gave Tasha that New York City vibe and energy on like 120 degree day in the middle of Palm Springs, California. And I thought it was really sweet. And I think that 
I think that date might've sealed it for Tasha. Um, just knowing that she wanted to move to New York. I didn't know that. I guess, obviously that's a conversation they probably had at a cocktail hour or during a one-on-one. What? I missed that. Did she say she wants to move to New York? New York? They, Zach had said that like, she was thinking about moving to New York. And I think that pulled her into his world. And I think that was really smart. And I think it's also a true reflection on what Zach is into. Like he's a city guy, like he wants to be in the city. That's where I guess he lives and works. And I thought it was really, really cute. And I, I was, my, my icy cold heart melted when they jumped in the fountain and like had a killer KMS. Like it was amazing. He just needed to hide the sweat, Carrie. I know, I know. It was smart. It was a good move. It was a good move. (laughs) It was really sweet. I wrote, they are cute. Like I had a moment where I'm like, they are cute. What do you think about Zach and Tasha's New York day in the desert? uh, Katie. I thought it was super genuine. That's the same thing that came to my mind when you asked that question. Like it was the cutest job planning the day. And he just like acknowledged that it was goofy and gave her, like, I feel like he just makes her so giddy Mm -hmm. and you can totally see it. And he did a good job of like actually separating the time between him time and then family time, I think. Cause it was a little bit blurred on a couple of the other days dates. So I don't know. I agree. He killed it. He's, he's kind of like stepping up and being that guy that you can let go, you know, in front of, he'll take the lead. He knows how to take charge. You can trust him, but you can also be yourself maybe. Um, you know, I had a thought because there's a lot of food at the beginning, right? He was like, have you ever had authentic New York pizza? And I thought you still haven't. <laughs> And then those like, oh, it's too hot for cream cheese on those bagels. And I was thinking, <laughs> then I was thinking like, there's a lot of food and these people, I bet you they do not like to eat. They don't eat like that. And if you think about it, we're stuck at a hotel and you know, we've got to create these dates and to do that without making food, the main thing, when you go to it, I've been to meetings at, at a hotel near there the main attraction is the food, the snack bar that your company like puts out. And, you know, to make that not the food, I thought, I thought that was interesting. So I'm like, she doesn't want to eat that bagel. They do not want to eat that pizza. I'm guessing. On camera. Yeah. Eating on camera is like. I, I agree with that, but I'm thinking more so like, I don't think Tasha eats bread. Like I just, they just, I don't oh, think. Oh, like- got it. You're saying diet wise, she's like a gluten-free girl. I mean, to look as good as she does and all those people, like they, they're not like junk food eaters, you know? Um, right. That was a merry observation, but <laughs> they're definitely cute together though. And I'm buying it. So jump to the night time with the family. Zach might have the perfect family and Zach is the, you know, like the fracture. Um, what did you think of his family? They were sweet and um, almost seemed too like excited about Tasha. like I was almost like you guys know they've only been together for a few weeks or I don't know maybe I'm cynical but they're really sweet and he does seem like the bad bad egg that has now turned his life around obviously 
but it's sad knowing all that he put them through too. Yeah. I'm like, they love him. I bet you they like, I don't know if he owns the rehab facility. He said he's on the board or whatever. If so, I'm sure they bought it for him. Like they invested in that. So he can, that's was my guess. Cause my first thought with them is, Oh, they rich. Just because (laughs) I I, you can just, they're, they're wealthy. Carrie, what'd you think of his family? So I was excited to meet his family because of my own relationship in my own family with addiction and people in recovery and some of my own, um, and some of my own experiences with it. And I agree with Katie. I was a little bit surprised that they were so on board right away. I could definitely tell there was hesitation. I think what people don't really realize is with someone like Zach or anyone that is in the throes of addiction struggling with substance use disorder, you really think that person is going to die. And I think people don't really know that unless they're in the situation and they're dealing with it. And I think his family is probably in a position where they're just so happy that he's healthy, that now they can actually wish and want more for him, like a family to be a dad, because rewind 10 years ago, they probably thought that he wouldn't even be alive in 2020. And Zach touched on that. And I think it's something that people forget unless you are involved with someone who is in the, who's actively using that you think that they're going to die. And it's something that is a very real emotion. And I think his mom was just so happy to hear that there could be a new chapter in his life that involves a family because I genuinely don't think that woman thought her son was going to be around. So it was interesting that they were so on board right away. But again, I can understand where their head is at because they're just so excited that he's still around to be in family photos and enjoy life and all of that. So, yeah, I think that really came through. And when they said multiple times, I finally kind of really sunk in for me when they said the way you're smiling. And then after a while I was like, what did he look like before? You know, like, I, I love that. Like, oh, he, he seems like a different person to them. Yeah. That was really nice. Yeah. Well, so that was a really good date. I thought that was, you're like, okay, things are looking good. Um, so then that leaves us with Brendan and Ben. And I want to go to Brendan because that was the first date that, that happened. I thought it was really cute. <laughs> His little niece was really funny and their dances. Um, but it did seem kind of ho-hum. It was a little, I, I don't know. Did you guys pick up anything weird, Katie, or what was going on with that with you? Yeah, I just kind of thought it was like a friend vibe going on and or that I think the niece being there because she's like, I forget how old she was, like 12 or something. Right. She's not like a little bitty where you can kind of still like talk about what you want to talk about or like be flirty. She's like a tween. And so I think she kind of like blocked the sexual energy of the whole day. Oh, cock blocked <laughs> yeah yeah she yeah cock blocked him on accident uh and so then it was just like so pg that it was friendy mm-hmm. i i'm bummed hillary's not here because i was like hillary i bet she was feeling those yellow vans that little girl was wearing uh i'm getting all my fashion advice from 12 year olds these days but they were pretty sweet yellow high top bands i believe she had on um, Carrie, what did you think about 
the, um, when they pulled people aside, like each time this happened in every day, I got a little nervous, but what'd you think? This was like the first time they're like, can we go talk? And you're like, the sister-in-law, the brother talked to Brendan, you know, like, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah. So being the first date, I was nervous to see who was going to pull Tasha aside first. And at first I thought Brendan's brother, Daniel was going to pull her aside to have a one-on-one with, but Brendan pulled Daniel aside to sort his feelings and kind of have that bro moment and be emotionally open with his brother, which I have to say like that part almost brought me to tears because I just thought it was so sweet. And he like Brendan was just on a whole nother emotional level, like thanking his brother for like being an amazing dad and father figure to him and husband. And it was just that moment between those two was really beautiful. And I, I wish Tasha was able to either see that or hear that because I don't think she was able to get that slice of him during the date to Katie's point. I think Brendan kind of shot himself in the foot having his uh, niece there. I think he wanted to show that maybe he was like, could be that good dad or whatever, but I think he shot himself in the foot. The relate or the conversation that um, Tasha ended up having with Christy, I think her name was um, his sister-in-law. I think it was good for Christy to be able to share a different perspective of Brendan that Tasha hasn't been able to get. And Tasha was ready for it. She was open to it. She received it. And she even said that in the confessional. So I thought that that was like the best possible, like one-on-one side convos that you can have where we got to see a little bit of Brendan and then Tasha got to see some of the, a different side of Brendan, but I just wish he could have showed that to her, but it overall really, really good side stuff. I loved it. Yeah. And Katie, maybe you can speak to this. I I'm pretty sure. I bet you this happens all the time in this season is people get really emotional when they see their family because they've been away from them. But I think on top of that with a pandemic and all the drama, it's like, it is so emotional. Does that happen like every season? Yeah. There's a lot of like, Oh my God, like crying. And I think I can more so understand it this season because of the pandemic and isolation and quarantine and all that on other seasons, it grinds my gears because it's like, you're a grown ass person. Like, do you, do you spoon your mom at night like are you okay it's been four weeks you know like stop suckling the tea so on other seasons it bothers me however now it is sweet because of quarantine I call my folks multiple times a day but that's just how we are that is I love that it's just because I'm bitter and I don't talk to my dad Mary it's That's, okay. It's you a, have a husband. Like I have nobody to talk to. <laughs> like, <this is> <laughs> I'm going nuts. But um, so in saying that, and I'm sorry to go on so long, but the, the other theme that has come out, and I've said this over the pandemic prior, is that I feel like, and from talking to you and all of the content we've been consuming all over. I think it really shows that authenticity wins. We can tell when something is authentic and we love it we can sniff it out when somebody's fake and we're like, no, not you get out of here. So I I think there's a huge lesson there as a creator, as a comic, as a, you know, producer, it's like authenticity wins. So I just want to put that one in my hat and just go like that and then keep, I don't know what that is, but, um, all right. So Brendan, that was nice. Um, he isn't, I mean, he is a little weird. He doesn't say a lot and he talks slow, 
but he is a little cute. Like I still don't understand Brendan sometimes. Like I had a good day. Like it's I mean it's cute. He he takes his time to think about what he's gonna say. Um. So now that brings us to Ben. Um, you guys, what did you think of the Ben day? I'll start with Katie. I want to hear from Carrie. Just jump off on this one because there's so much to unpack. I just feel like he whiffed it. He was a basic bitch, uh, LA, you know, I mean, and also if I'm not mistaken, Taisha lives in LA. Yeah, they go and do juices and pretend that they're at the beach, at the pool. Um, it's just not creative, whatever. I, I mean, I understand the limitations they're working with, but the other guys, managed to scrape together something cute you know making her take a ginger shot whatever yeah maybe I'm just biased because he whiffed it so hard on like all I just feel like she looked peeved that he was not giving her anything I was equally peeved so my thoughts are that he just failed and we all just were like the whole time getting that look at the end of the date there was kind of that like like, okay, bye. And she let go first. And there's one other time I think I recall. Carrie, what did you notice on this date? What stood out to you as like, hey, there's trouble in paradise? I think his just lack of, his lack of emotional awareness and being able to communicate. And I just don't think he was able to really tell Tasha that he was falling in love with her. Um, Antonia from the Food Network needed to like literally like pull it out of him. That was weird. Um, and I felt I felt I I feel bad that Tasha had to see he it was not even a realization he was able to come to on his own terms that he needed someone else to point it out to him. And I think that just goes to show us that this guy is still needing some healing time, needing some therapy. There's nothing wrong with that. It just sounds like he hasn't had enough time to work on himself and get right. That I don't even think he knows how to emotionally communicate how he's feeling and what he needs. And he knows what she needs, but he doesn't even know how to even meet her halfway. And so he's got to get, he reminds me a little bit of Chip, my husband, like, like Steven needs like an, this is crazy. He needs like an actual emotional wheel chart to pick out how he's feeling. He's either, oh, I'm just like totally fine or angry. Like there is no, there, there's like men are just conditioned and especially probably someone like him who's been in the army. They're just conditioned to either be like in fight mode or flight mode. And if you're not in those modes, then you're just like totally fine. Yeah. By the way, Antonio, yeah, that was a pleasant surprise. It is a little weird, but so, her and her sister were the funnest part of that. And I think, honestly, I think Ben, I mean, what you're saying is spot on. I think he just doesn't really have a personality on his, of his own. And then, and that's why like Antonio was there, you know, like the girls were there to kind of give him that personality. When he talked about Tasha, he talked about her as she always knows what to do. And she's so great. And it's like, again, he's mirroring her personality or like, He's finding who he is through her. And it's like, you can't, it was upsetting. Cause it's like, you're doing the minimum. You're getting the maximum. You don't deserve it. He doesn't deserve to be the bachelor. I don't think. And what's wrong with his bottom jaw? I was just like, uh, that was weird. 
Um, yeah, he spent a lot of time just being like, duh, huh? And shocked, you know, at things. What, Katie, what, do you, I mean, what are your thoughts on Ben? I know we, I, I mean, I feel like I know. Yeah, he, I completely agree with you. And he actually said out loud, I don't know how to do that emotion. Yes. He said it and they were like, what do you mean? And like Chris Harrison was like, I don't know how to cry. Like he was like, I don't know how to cry. And the other three guys were like emotional. They're like, it's fine. He's not ready to I, be- He's definitely not like developed or something like trauma happened. Obviously he told us about the trauma, but like he seems shut off and he's putting on like a show. I think he's putting on a show for himself too. Cause he seems unaware that he needs to work on that. Um, but when he was like stuttering, cause also he could have said something to the effect of, I really like you without peeping out, I love you. Like he didn't have to necessarily say that. He could have gotten almost there, but instead he didn't even do that. And so then, I mean, I think what he ended up doing made her decision so much easier because it was like black and white. She almost couldn't cry about it because he didn't give her anything to go off of. And and this is, I mean, the whole hometown dates, I really realized that like Tasha is a stunning woman. She she does say the right thing. She's very empathic. She respects people. Like I do, I've come to really appreciate and like Tasha. And it's like, it's not fair. Ben can't just ride those coattails. Like he's gotta, you know, she needs somebody who can like bring out the best in her and likewise. So it was, ugh. do you think Ben's gonna come back? There's a little bit of rumors out there. Maybe he'll come back. I hope not. Yeah. I did write down, Ben needs to be on his own for a while to work on himself. <laughs> I yeah, love if he were to become The Bachelor, that would just be this situation on steroids. And I think, he, I genuinely feel like he would crumble. He would drive 25 women bonkers. This is why girls get crazy. It's guys like that that make us nuts. I mean, can you imagine? It would be like 15 girls in a house where it's like, I feel like I'm falling for this guy, but he can't say anything. And I mean, they would literally tear each other's wigs off. It would be terrible. So then I think, you know, what we're getting at the rose ceremony. When it came down to it, I feel like I had the order pretty good. It was Ivan got the first rose, which actually, okay, wait, that did surprise me. And I was like, okay, that means one of these guys is leaving. Mm. Um, Zach got the second one, which I thought was, I think that's the, um, Clarendale effect. I can't let him know that I like him the best. So I'm going to pick Zach second. Um, and then Brendan and then, um, and then, uh, Ben got the boot. Um, I said, this is white male privilege. <laughs> this is why what? Say it louder. Oh, I was looking at my notes. I said, Ben, is this white male privilege? The doing nothing and getting everything. Um, so yeah, I guess no shocker he got the boot. We don't think he's coming back. Um, so that leaves Ivan, Zach, and Brendan as our final three. Katie, what happens in the in the Bachelorette world at this time? What can we expect next? So next is three overnight dates. Fantasy sweet time. So yeah, she gets to bang all three of them. Um, and then which it kind of looks like in the previews that they're kind of feeling skeezy about that or 
on one of the previews, someone was saying like, it feels weird to picture an uh, elephant in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And also like who's first and who's last? Like, uh, I don't know. You know, ew. Okay. So it's fine. No judgment, but also, uh, and then the final two meet her family and it's usually her hometown, but I assume also they're bringing them to La Quinta. Um, so yeah, it's three overnights to meet her family and then the final proposal. Okay, you guys, who do you, let's say with these three overnights, who do you think she's gonna get to first base, second base? Do you think she'll go all the way with anybody? I'm excited by this because like, nobody's doing it in my world, you know? Like, I'm glad it's a little bit of, so who do you think's gonna get how far? I think she's, I think she's rounding the bases with all of them. <laughs> I think she's gonna, I think she's gonna sleep with all of them, but none of these guys, because these guys are, are older, mature, and they're just respectful dudes. Yeah. They're not going to say anything to one another or in their confessionals and same thing with Tasha. but she's already been married and she does not want to get that ring without knowing how things fit. Okay. So Katie, who do you think, uh, what do you think she's going to get far with each one of them? And by the way, I've asked you this before, but in previous bachelors, do they go all the way? Oh yeah. So it's usually, there's some people that are more open about it. Like Hannah Brown was famous for telling the world that her and Peter did it five times. So she was like, yeah, we did it four times at night. And then one more time in the morning before I left, like, or whatever amount of times, but she was famous for telling the camera and then, um, yeah, in a lighthouse, there was, was in a light. It was just like, it was a meme for a while. Um, so some people are super open about it. Some people are like, we talked all night, you know? So some people just do a sly wink. Um, Colton was a famously a virgin and he like, wouldn't talk about what happened in the fantasy suite and stuff. So it depends on the bachelor and bachelorette. I agree with Carrie that I think she's going to be like not very forthcoming like we booked but I think that she's like a grown-ass woman that kind of wants to find her way around uh in that respect so I okay I definitely think she's going to do it with Zach no question I am a little iffy on Ivan because I'm getting a friend vibe gonna do over the pants hand job like kg said it's gonna be like an over the pants feeling up thing. yeah so he did get a little more sexually aggressive in the hometown he was like you know we got the overnights like he's ready he's tired of waiting yeah so maybe they'll surprise us i think she would but we'll see if they like take control or not or if it's awkward i think brendan would i think she would with brendan but i think he would be too scared like he doesn't know where his feelings are he doesn't want to push it into unless but i think zach they're gonna well, I think they're definitely trying to get a lot in before Christmas and get this done with uh, by Christmas. So that's fine. Um, you guys, this has been really fun. Um, I can't wait to see what happens next week. You guys, thank you for joining us on Totally Off Topic as we recap The Bachelorette. Join us next week. I think this is going to be wrapping up pretty soon. So you got to like tune in to find out what's happening and hear our wonderful thoughts. For Katie Kay, Carrie Gallagher, and Hillary Hudson, I'm Mary Upchurch. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. 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 
Hey there, Carrie again. Thanks for listening. For exclusive content, head to the Broken Drift Patreon account. And before the outro music plays, subscribe to the Broken Drift Productions YouTube channel to watch the episodes or subscribe to our podcast channel. All links are in the episode bio. (laughs) 